0: Previously on D&D&D, you roll these dice, and a tree near you
1: suddenly opens up into a portal. Is it to Christmas land?
2: Guys, I don't want to use the bone dice anymore.
1: With all due respect, what's I have to do with the bone dice? You're the one with the problem. Problem? Oh. We all got power-ups. It's about midnight,
0: and we have to get to our temple before sunrise, so shall we continue?
1: Yeah, let's roll. Let's go.
2: But not the bone dice.
0: Let's get into it. Welcome to D&D&D, the dinner party roleplaying podcast. I'm your host, of Master James Russell with me as always are some fun people. Say hi, fun people.
3: Hello. Howdy. Hi. Russell,
0: you won the race to get that out. Good job, man. I did it. It's
2: such a quiet race, too. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to D&D&D podcast. Huh? It's
0: like a unicycle race. Just very gotta soft keep balance. Pedals. Oh, yeah. We're going to get back into the adventure. First, let's have some dinner. Yay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I made some risotto, mushroom risotto stuffed acorn squash. Hands so down, fall. best That's thing real. that you've ever made. So yeah.
2: good. Yeah.
1: I'd I'd say so.
2: I mean, those pasties were pretty nasty, but good, like good nasty.
1: Yeah.
4: But these, this was like disgusting. I right? was
0: really happy with this one. Yeah. Yeah, dude, this shit was gross. I just so like
4: fall sick in general. Mm. So... It was just always going to be my favorite one, I think.
0: We were talking before we start recording about how winter in L.A. is awesome because it's like a six-month fall.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's
0: going to probably be a lot of like autumnal mm-hmm. recipes in the next few. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, you
0: might be listening to this in the middle of summer, but when we're recording, it's getting yeah. into the fall season. Be yeah, jealous, Put on a baby. jacket.
3: Put, put on a <laughs> hat, jacket.
5: Maybe some gloves. Just chill out and listen to this. Yeah. If, would, it, eat if it's July, turn candles. your hair up really high. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Draw a bath. <laughs> pour yourself a glass of wine and let's get dungeon and dragoning yeah
4: <laughs> is yep. this one going to be happy <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> oh. I mean like you're in like the adventure part okay. where like there's bad guys taking things over
2: okay okay. so yeah full of joy <laughs> the
0: days of boy finding are behind us.
2: <laughs> yeah this is our story we get to choose yeah, to make it happy. joyful it can be happy can be happy. We
0: don't know what's going to happen. So after you return from the portal and Koirim kind of was snapped out of his magical trance that he was put in while you guys were gone, you resumed your journey through the woods to the home of the Order of Gelidoy, Gala Mathir, the big temple in the middle of the woods that you have heard of by name but have never seen. So you've been traveling. The woods have gotten denser. The terrain has kind of gotten very rugged. It's been more difficult to travel through, and you've noticed since your encounter with the were people, where you were forced to put down some werewolves and set free a were bear.
2: Yeah, but there, we did a fun ghost thing, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you did that, that ghost
0: goof. Point, that was, right? fun. Yeah, that was yeah. fun. That was That's fun. a good That were
1: bear can consider his friends the price of admission to that <laughs> spectacular <laughs> wood ship. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Worth it, right? Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. That- <laughs>
1: It's an interactive experience.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Since that night where you fought the lycanthropes and went through your portal journey, you've noticed that Koiram has been rather distant and has kind of ridden ahead of the party a little bit, which makes sense to an extent because he's, you know, he knows where you're going and you guys don't. But there is a little bit of a distance. He seems a bit removed. Uh, he was never the mo- you know, the most like jovial, friendly person, but like he was willing to talk to you and now it seems that he's been kind of a little bit more on his own since that night you guys are traveling through the woods it's pretty thick and it's slow going that's where we're going to pick back up oh i have a
1: question i didn't i sort of forgot what it means to be good at being in the forest for my ranger okay but it says that difficult terrain doesn't slow my group's travel Same, because if we're in the forest, yeah, Yeah. we love the forest. You guys are doubled
0: up in the forest, yeah. Get fucked. I'm I'm so happy. Fine, then I guess you're moving along just fine. (laughs) Oh,
1: yeah. And Zabas, I'm
4: proficient in vehicles.
1: Oh, well, then fuck me.
4: (laughs) We should be there already So, the yeah. Yeah,
0: I guess the rangers are clearing the way for the cart, and Zabas is expertly guiding it. (laughs) Is anybody riding in the cart? Oh yeah,
2: Marjorie's Marjorie
0: and Flacker in the cart. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Alright, so that's how we're little gonna little say you guys are in the are, back. You guys are traveling. So the Rangers are kinda of right, walking ahead of the cart to clear the way. Zabus is driving, Butter pulling the cart. Koirim is up ahead a little bit of a distance, and the two smaller members of the party are riding in the cart with some of your like provisions and supplies. Hey Koirim. He doesn't he just kind of like stays straight ahead. Damn. Are we there yet? He looks back and he says, "We have but a little way further for our journey. Just through these woods and over another ridge, and then we should be there." Cool. Thanks.
2: Hey, Koi Reb Yes. D- did you notice that y- your hair's kind of looping around your ear a little bit? It's kind of it looks a little funny. Maybe you should fix that. Is that what's distracting you? He you like okay?
0: he like takes a few steps forward to like kind of get away a little bit, but then you notice that he definitely like tucks his hair back. <laughs> he like runs his fingers through, to try to like fix it.
3: Yeah, but I he guess. tries
0: to hide it, but you notice.
2: <laughs> I think that's what was bothering him. Mm-hmm.
1: He probably just misses having a mirror around to be able to look his his best.
2: Uh, do we have one of the? Uh, you know what? We should do something nice for him find a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Marjorie starts rummaging through her clothes to try to find a mirror. Maybe she's got one in her pack. Maybe she's got one in in a pocket or something. And she pulls out a little dead mouse. (gasps) Oh no! What is that
1: cheese?
2: This cheese?
5: What happened? What happened? What is this?
2: Cheese. My mouse cheese is. My mouse cheese is dead. What
1: happened to cheese?
2: I
4: don't know.
1: I guess it's been a while since we've heard from him. I don't even remember cheese.
4: surprise you don't remember
1: cheese <laughs> no tell me yeah what... see that's
4: yeah, exactly. what I'm <laughs> oh my
2: god koyrim coirin we have to stop what <laughs> oh. i have to bury my mouse <laughs> oh man
1: i mean do we have to bury the mouse
2: what if i can put it back in my pocket
5: we can cook it and eat it
2: yeah <gasps> Viking funeral
1: <laughs> in the forest i
4: don't know
2: <laughs> guys before i met you this mouse was the only thing i had
4: oh
1: we should stop and well, bury we, we replaced Jeez. him pretty fast, though, huh? I haven't heard you talk about him in a while. Wow, rude. <laughs> good good boy. Boy. What, what happened?
4: What? Kit was obviously... living in her jacket. That's
1: what <laughs> happened. When was the last time you saw her feed that thing?
2: It's been a couple days. Yeah. Normally, oh. self-sufficient.
1: I I thought that maybe like in battle, something had ha- happened you'd been pressed up against. And you think it, that it, the it,
2: folds it, of my belly... Might have trapped this no, mouse. No, 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 uh,
1: like one of the pirates bumping up against you.
2: I, you think that somehow I would put this mouse in danger within my own pocket?
1: Oh, Marjorie, I just meant that I would... That sounds like a better option than it starved to death. You know what probably
5: happened when we went through the portal? It It isn't magical enough. That's right. Or you, just you magical. Really think so? I think it was the portal that probably killed it.
2: Can we go with that? Because... If I really think hard about it, it's probably my fault. But if I blame it on the portal, it feels much better.
0: room comes back and he walks around to the back of the cart. Cause you got, did you guys like stop? I, like Zabbis did you like rain up butter to like?
4: No, I'm you're sorry. like, <laughs> oh my God, I want to get where we're going. <laughs> Zabbis. I know Zabbis is over this forest. <laughs> <laughs>
0: room comes up and he he like motions for you to stop, and he's like, we we will. Do right by this living thing that has perished.
4: Oh, my God. I knew you Coirin. would understand. What is, Co- what are you, Coirum? What is he, an elf?
0: Yeah, he's a wood
4: elf. Oh, so he's one of those, like, nature elves. <laughs>
3: okay, what does that
4: fine. mean? Nothing. I'm a nature elf. Yeah. Just a little, kind of crunchy. <laughs> you know, like, kind of granola elves. Gotta, like, bury the mouse when we have places to be. <laughs>
2: Marjorie hops down off of the wagon and walks like that's five feet off the beaten path into a little a, a little shrubbery that there's a couple flowers around. She thinks this is a pretty nice little place to bury a mouse. She gets down on her hands or knees. She starts to dig a little tiny hole, like pretty deep, so that no one can like get the mouse out real quick. So she, she puts cheese down in the little hole, she puts a little bit of dirt on top, and she turns back. Does anyone want to put some dirt on the grave?
0: Corum says, "I will put dirt on the grave," and he like walks over, and he's like much, much taller <laughs> than you or Cheese. <laughs> and he like kneels down, and he puts a hand on your shoulder, and he like throws some dirt in the grave, and he just kind of like pauses there for a minute.
1: Another turning point for fucking no. the road. <laughs> Time grabs the um. restaurant. to to go. I don't have the ukulele, but prote- you can put it in in post oh. maybe. Oh, they brought it? Yeah. Uh, no, just pretend I played it.
2: <laughs> you know what would be really nice? There's like a little bit of twinkly lights maybe around the grave.
4: Because I, I fart out some twinkly lights. <laughs> you know, like, I don't want to like, be this this person, but something's just going to eat cheese like say, 10 keep, minutes max. Make Sabbaths! sure Pete,
5: Make sure Pete doesn't see where you
1: buried him.
4: That's why I was thinking about that. I was like, is Pete just going to like dig out immediately?
1: Control your animal then.
4: Control yourself. Control your wild ass animal.
1: Yeah. I come over and no, I'm put some sarcastic. dirt on the hole.
2: Thank, thank you. I oh, just gonna get did you, Wait, did you fart out the lights? Yeah. I just
5: imagine walking behind your back just like <laughs> <laughs> Just shoot it like,
1: I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> you like my song?
2: I really loved your song. It was an original.
1: Is- just for cheese, I wrote that. Thank
3: you.
2: I will not remember it for the rest of my life. Thank you, Cheese. You were the 27th mouse that I've carried on my person in my lifetime. Oh. You were special to me, just like every other mouse was.
1: Name them all. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: Please don't. Who
2: knows?
1: Name the top five, though.
2: Top five top mouses? Five. Yeah. How could I pick? S- sour. Lottace. Mickey. yeah mickey Uh, mickey oh that's a good one yeah i can't i can't remember Margaret turns around picks up a big rock and then places it on top of the grave Koirim
0: passes his hands over the rock and like a magical shield appears over it of like energy shimmering energy wordlessly he just stands up and like continues down on the journey
2: Marjorie nods and wordlessly climbs back up onto the wagon.
5: Pete, come here. You can't get that anymore.
1: (laughs) Hey, Fletch. Yeah, what's up? Do you think I could ride Pete? You could try. I'll do it later. Okay. I get back on the wagon. I don't think anybody's rode him before.
0: All right, so you travel (laughs) for some time. Thank you for coming. Juno walks
1: with Marjorie and just, just stays close by in case she needs anything. Needs a friend. You
0: kind of start going uphill a little bit. And then you reach kind of the crest of the hill and the trees start to thin out. And as you reach the top of the hill and you come over, you see this like big valley, immense valley stretching out before you, like a huge forest. And in the center, you see this like giant half broken tree, like not a giant stump because it's more than a stump. It's like half a giant tree that's been like broken Mm -hmm. in the middle. And it's that same, like, black wood that the walls at Knights Pass Castle are made of. And you can see that from where you are. It's still a little bit of a distance, but you get a sense that this must be where you're going. And Quirin pauses at the top of this hill, and he takes the sight in. You see him collect himself, like he's got to get his shit together before getting closer to the temple. And then he's like, all right, we're almost there, and he keeps going. You descend down this hill. And it looks like you're on more of like a road now. Before you were being guided by, originally like the moon lit up the path in in the night that led you away from the city and then you were just kind of following Khoirrim. But now you can see that this is like a an very ancient road almost through the woods. And that's what you're following down this hill and into this valley and to the temple. But you get a sense, especially like the rangers, you feel that you could be traveling faster than he's leading you. He seems like he's kind of dragging his feet, so that's where you're at,
1: Fletch. I don't mean to question our guide, but I'm—he—he he seems a bit off, and I'm not sure we're taking the most direct route. Uh, what do you think? I'm, I'm with you. I—I feel like he's slowing us down in a way, or kind of just, yeah. Some feels I, off about this. Yeah i defer to you on speaking to elves you know your people best would you like to ask him about this i can come with you yeah come with me because i okay so i'm still
5: learning to be good with people (laughs) well i'm i'm no role model there but maybe hey why don't you
1: take me me and uh struck up some nice deep conversation that one time
4: can you hear them Whatever.
1: Oh, uh, I didn't notice you, Fletch. Uh, yes, you should come. <laughs> to yeah, me. I've been listening. Oh. Hey, what's all right, up? Fleck,
5: just come, with, come with us. We're gonna just talk to Quirrim and see.
1: All right, why I hop we're... on. I hop on Fletch's back. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Marjorie's
2: on the back of the wagon. Just looks over at Zabas and oh, crosses her arm, all huffy.
5: Oh. <laughs> uh, all right, then I'll, I'll walk up to Quirrim and then say, "Hey, Quirrim.
1: Hey, Koirim. Hello, Koirim. Oh, you came too." I thought I was no okay. No, it, it, yeah. hey, Co- hey, Koirim. hey Koirim.
0: Uh gentlemen.
1: How do I say
5: this? Well, my um, friend
1: here is trying to say is that uh, they just feel as though. Are we going as fast as we can here? And when you say that, he kind of like stops, and he
0: sighs, and he looks at you in your tiny gnome face. You got me. I I, I am traveling slower than we could be. I I am worried about getting to. Galamithir, and and seeing the head of my order, I just that encounter with the the lycanthropes really shook me. I, I shouldn't shouldn't have been so surprised like that. I, I I feel that I've gone a little soft, and I worry about the battle to come.
5: We know how you could get hard.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you could.
5: You're doing great. We'll, we'll go full forward for full, full seam ahead, and then get dangerous. That's Whoa. how you could get. Let's let's do it. Let's go faster. Let's let's pick up this pace. You've got five of us here, plus Pete, plus a horse and a wagon. We're a so, we're a solid.
4: Go. We're is a solid. So Zavis, in the back. Back. Yeah,
5: Zavis is really yeah. We need to pick this up, man. We did the best we could by those lycanthropes. There there wasn't a lot. You shouldn't blame yourself. I thought we handled that situation beautifully. <laughs> it was a big threat. We took care of it and we're all still here.
0: That's true. We're all still here. We're all still here. So,
5: pick your head up. Take a deep breath of the nice forest get, air. Get hard. And get hard, man. Get hard. Let's go. Yeah, see you got it. I feel like, yeah. Yeah. Hey, good job, man. Hey, thanks, Black. Thanks for, thanks for. Well done.
0: Hanging out on my shoulders. Yeah. All right. And he kind of like yells back to Zabis and Marjorie and says, "We're going to get hard." what get hard
2: get hard
5: we're gonna get hard margin margin we're getting hard up here
2: Uh, (laughs) Should i get hard too
5: yeah we're all we're all doing it
0: and then he like sets off and at full full pace there it is there we go let's go
4: all right I'll, i'll go as fast as i can maneuver this cart I'm afraid that if I go too fast that you'll just, like, bump right out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> Margarine. <laughs> like, we're going to hit a rock and you're going to go flying, so P-
2: hang on, please. Okay, I think I've misunderstood the situation. I'm just going to be quiet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you inspire Koi Room. Yes. And inspiration. Oh, thank you. Fletch, if you, if you don't have it, you're now traveling full steam ahead down this hill through this path. And as you get closer to the big tree, you notice that the type of vegetation, it's not like typical kind of foresty plants and stuff that you're familiar with, like even the rangers. Your favorite terrain bonus no longer applies. This is a different kind of forest.
3: Get fuck. Okay.
0: The plants are like more weird colors. The bark and the trunks instead of brown is like purples and the leaves are like oranges and reds. And... Ooh. Like there's still plenty of green, but it's green in places that you aren't used to seeing greens. It's like green flowers instead of red flowers, and then red leaves instead of green leaves and purple trunks and purple stems. and there's no real browns or earth colors. It's more vibrant, and I guess like I guess for lack of better term, Lisa Frank <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh,
0: as you get closer, there's this kind of smell in the air, this really floral fresh scent that kind of invigorates you you all and uh, kind of restores you to your full, like, health. Like, you feel very fresh now. And there's a little spring in your step that you can't really explain. And you kind of pass through this wooded, almost, like, ring. And then you come through, following the path on the other side, and there are, like, pastures. And the first thing that you see is a wood elf riding a plow, being pulled by a giant oryx, like a huge cow. (gasps) And (laughs) that's just like, it's totally normal. Like this is like four times the size of any cow (gasps) that you guys have ever seen. And it's just the beast of burden that's pulling this plow through this field. And there's like farmer type people and they're all wood elves working these fields and you're on this path, and there's these kind of like little huts, and they're built out of that like purple wood along the way. And the path starts to wind up this hill, and in the center is that giant tree. And you can see now, now that you're close, that it's like crescent moon shaped, and in the center is built this tiered town, basically. Oh, cool. And
4: what in the tree? In the tree, so the tree so grows the tree, in a half circle. Yeah,
0: shape. it's like almost a half hollowed out
4: but tree, but there's a whole town and there's
0: inside. a town inside of it. So, this is a huge, huge, huge
1: tree. Juno <laughs> runs to go see the cow.
2: Okay. Juno, <laughs> you are 20 years younger uh, looking when you smile. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cow
0: Bacon <laughs> an animal handling role. I guess what I don't know what skill that it, do you have, like to nature? see the cow. To, like, not spook the cow.
4: Oh. Oh, God, don't get kicked by that thing. You'll <laughs> die. Oh,
0: yeah. Straight it's an up. A- there's an animal handling thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, six. The cow, the RX, freaks out. Here we go. And charges in his direction. So Juno, make a dexterity or an acrobatics roll.
1: Twenty-two. Okay. Can margin. So you dive
0: a... out of the way, oh. but like the dude who is on the plow gets like pulled along, and is like <gasps> not happy with you. And Quirum is like, "Forgive him. He's not from here. Don't do that. These creatures are not like any creatures you're used to. They've been insulated and protected by this valley. They're not used to outsiders just running up to that. And what w- what was your goal there? Pet the cow? What would?
1: Yes, that that was the whole goal.
0: <laughs> okay. Maybe maybe later we can we can arrange a you petting a cow. That
1: would be great.
2: Could I pet the cow too? I mean everyone, if Juno's going to do
1: it I want to also do it. If we're doing it I would pet the cow. Does everyone want to pet a cow?
4: I no, I don't. <laughs> I really mission. don't.
1: Okay, we're on a mission,
5: team. Yeah, like, yeah, What,
4: yeah, you know, yeah. what we should... are timetables? What are deadlines? <laughs> yeah, we should. What are like? What is time? How about anymore? we do it after
5: we? Do we should, our mission? Yeah, we should save let's... save the time Oh, then a
4: reward cow reward.
5: Everyone will,
0: but, will get to pet a cow later.
5: Let's not say like that. If people offer us a reward, we let's have say to go. We want an
0: actual
2: reward, oh and then gosh. we can
0: like pay somebody to pet the cow.
5: Okay? We, we don't want
2: to d- pay anyone to pet the cow. I want to pet the cow.
0: Okay. Do, do you Simple. guys all see the big tree? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. We need to get to the top of the big tree <laughs> and talk to the head of my order and figure out what's going on. Okay. What do
4: you think it's, okay. I just I'm having a hard time understanding how this tree village. I'm is. sorry, Zabas. We have okay. to go.
0: <laughs> Picture a big cylinder. Okay. Okay. Cut out a third of the cylinder. So now you're left with an open face. Okay. Fill some of the cylinder up so that it's a hill. Okay. On that hill, at different
1: levels going up it,
4: Kay. are buildings. Okay.
1: What's the. Hey, Koira.
4: Marjorie's like
2: angrily walking in front of everybody. What's the single right? fastest
1: <laughs> way to get to the top? That way.
2: Marjorie's already that way. walking that okay.
4: way. Okay.
1: Maybe on the way back, we could, you know, just before we leave the town. We don't judo. have time,
4: Juno. You know, Juno, I swear to God. I swear to God. Things take. Four times as long as they need to, you <laughs> know. Zabba says we got to go, we so gotta we got to go. go. Uh, yes, exactly. And I know you're being sarcastic, but it's <laughs> true.
0: As you guys are walking uh, along the path that leads up to the top of the collection of buildings, I'll say. That's better. Okay. You notice that along the path and next to the buildings are all these small gardens with really gorgeous plants. Like you're all even Zabbos, struck by the beauty of these plants. <laughs> and there's rivulets and pools and water flowing down in small waterfalls and gathering in pools by some of the buildings. And then there's little rivers that are flowing along, connecting some of them. And it's this big series. And you really get the sense that like everything is connected in some way here. As you're getting nearer to the top, you see this massive doors that lead into the tree. Koirim, room like makes a gesture and the door's open, and when the door's open, you hear arguing. room kind of is like, "Oh no, here we go. And to come in
5: room remember, stay hard. stay
0: hard. He stops and he's like, All right, stay
4: hard. Do you know, I just want to say, okay, you're a human. You have like so little time, man, to do like to do stuff. And you take the longest to do things. And I just, like from someone who lives, what, like who's gonna live like 900 years barring anything terrible happening, I'm just, it's like it's concerning. I just want you to understand that to me, you have this little blip of time (laughs) and okay, you just move so slow.
1: I think that I try to take time to enjoy what little there is to enjoy in this life and that cow gave me joy
3: (laughs) (laughs) all right
0: as you're talking you kind of are walking through this great hall even though you're inside it's full of plants just all these like vines growing along the pillars like you can't really figure out where the rooms kind of begin and end everything is just kind of carved out So the support beams just kind of grow out from the ground and into the ceiling, like all in one fluid piece. And there's vines wrapped around them and all these like really pretty plants all over the place. And you can hear the arguing in the distance and the arguing where you are. As one argument merges into the other, you finally get a glimpse of the voices that you hear and you see one shorter wood elf with like greenish skin instead of like the more bronze kind of colors of Coirum and uh, Fletch. What do you what's Fletch looking like?
5: I think he's more earthy. Earthy. So like, yeah, brown,
0: brown, copper, bronze. Yeah. You see this shorter green skinned elf woman covered in raggy, plant-and-nature-based furs, plants all woven together, almost rags. And she's making a very, like, impassioned, heated argument to a taller, older, high elf woman with the pale skin like Zabbos, with jet black, long, long, black, black hair that kind of, like, blends into her black robes. And she's standing there, and she's just kind of letting the first woman just let it out like she, her face doesn't betray any kind of opinion she's not arguing back you can tell that this is kind of very one-sided when you get closer you can hear that the first woman is pleading with the second to take action she's like it's been days and you haven't done anything and i've been here asking day in and day out for some kind of help What are, what is this order supposed to do if not protect those who protect the forest and that's when you guys get there so now you're like feet away from this argument. What do you guys do?
1: I'm intrigued. Is, is Rum doing anything? I thought he was kind of... Koiram yeah. is
0: kind of like sitting back for a second. He's oh, like thanks. still trying to like... He's like, All right, stay hard,
5: stay hard. Stay hard, stay hard.
2: We don't have time to deal with this. Oh, we got to get to the top of the tree. <laughs> I'm sorry, ma'ams.
5: <laughs> oh, yeah?
2: We got to walk through. Pardon us. Zabbos has
4: some place to be. As me, hello. Uh, I do. <laughs> I'm somewhere to be.
0: <laughs> well, that gets their attention. <laughs> and the high elf, first she looks at Margarine, then she looks at Koiram, and then she looks back at Margarine with kind of like a knowing glance and says, I believe you are at the top of the tree.
2: Well, perfect. <laughs> I'm Margarine.
5: Hi, I just want to uh, interject. Hi, uh, please excuse my small little friend. My, my name is Fletch Stormtail.
2: Yeah, you take care of this Fletch.
0: What? what, I, what she's really pretty. I think. What is her name? <laughs>
5: what is your name, ma'am? She
0: like steps up very like regal, kind of floaty, and she says, "My name is Amara Mirarin, and I am the Arch of Gallimathir."
1: Ah, uh, so you're the big cheese.
0: Oh, <laughs> Coyrim's like, too, too soon.
1: soon. Oh, oh, uh, oh no. wait, so this is the lady who being yelled <laughs> This is the lady who's being yelled at. Okay, so She's and, the, uh, the elegant, I, black-haired I one. I walk up to the lady who is yelling, and how can we help you, ma'am? Because I find her real pretty. Oh. <laughs>
0: Uh, and she says, unless you're here to help me take back my beacon, then you can't help me.
1: Well, what a oh. coincidence. <laughs> That's exactly what we're here for. And Quorum
0: steps up and he says, these are the recruits that I brought from Knights Pass. The first woman, the green skinned woman says, these are your recruits. I thought you were going to bring back soldiers. Uh, All right. uh, excuse,
5: excuse me. I just want to interject one more time. Uh, we are very skilled soldiers, ma'am. We're very skilled. We're very skilled. You have nothing to worry about with our team
2: here. (laughs) Marjorie, after reacting to the cheese comment, there's like a tiny tear drips out of her eye.
0: (laughs) The green skinned woman notices this and like motions to Marjorie and is like, Yeah, you look real tough.
4: Wow. And
0: then Koyrim steps up and he's like, Listen, Genevieve.
1: Lovely
3: name.
0: This team comes at the personal recommendation of Nils Haskendauer. At first, she tries to hide that she's, like, impressed. Don't act like you're not impressed. (laughs) And then she's like, I don't care who recommended them. I just care that we can go and try to rescue my people, my team.
4: Your team. Sounds like
1: she's single. We care about teams. I
4: walk over to the, I'm presuming, moon elf. I'm like, what else am I (laughs) (laughs) right? It's so nice to meet another. Of my pedigree <laughs> hi i'm zavis i like your hair and your robes they match
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> she gets it but she's trying not to like give in to it and she's like yeah, some are a mirror, it very nice to meet, flesh to meet you flesh looks at Zabus and is a little jealous it's
4: cool i get we're occult people i also give a very tepid handshake back <laughs>
0: Addressing Zabas, Amara says, "Did you really come at the recommendation of Nils Haskendauer?"
4: Yes, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, we did.
0: So you're here to help retake the beacon, then? Yes.
2: There's a little bit of booger coming out of Marjorie's <laughs> nose right <laughs> now. Oh, no.
1: Yes, we are. Which uh, and what are these men? Genevieve's men. Genevieve steps up and she says,
0: "Many of my team of men and women were taken captive." by the force that assaulted our, our beacon we didn't believe truth be told we were a bit arrogant we didn't believe we could fall that way but we were attacked out of nowhere and many of my team were taken and I I escaped and I came here for help and it's been days almost a week I've been waiting for help and this is what this is who shows up I mean you guys you guys look like you're some kind of ragtag rough and tumble
2: hey we've been through a lot today. My best friend died It a mouse. Also, my daughter don't know where she is. Everybody's parents are dead. Didn't know that
1: Is Mar has Marjorie been drinking? What's happening right oh, now? I sad. What kind of force was it? And Genevieve locks eyes with
0: Juno and she says orcs.
4: Fuck oh, great. Wait, how many God how many damn people
1: it. did you have there? There were twenty of us stationed. Did we know this? Did we know that a whole giant force got taken out? I had assumed it was like an unguarded beacon that was just yeah. like fell. So. In Wait, I, do want to ask? This something? is all new information. This can to be you. like oh.
4: out of game question. I just want to clarify: where was the first beacon? Do we not know? Do we know? You don't know where it is yet. Okay, I just wanted to. I was getting confused because I was imagining for some reason that it was at the mansion that we were at. It's not. No, it's somewhere we like haven't been. Right. Okay,
0: you're about to find out. Okay. Genevieve says orcs to Juno.
2: Of course it's orcs.
1: Of I have sensed them for a while. I feared this would be the case. Oh, so, are these the orcs that you've been sensing all along? I can only imagine. Well, then we know where to go, right? Let's take them out. Got our little orc senses tingling in Juno here. I would relish the opportunity to eat the flesh of orcs.
4: Wow. Oh, wha- What? What?
3: Has that been the
1: plan all
0: along,
4: dude?
1: Genevieve just, like,
0: claps him on the back and is like, hell yeah, this guy. (laughs) Ah, Uh, I'll eat orcs. I'll eat
5: orcs. orcs. I like orcs. They're delicious.
4: Okay, lady.
5: What don't they hate?
0: Amara's like, enough. We need a plan. (laughs) We've grouped here for a reason to regroup and figure out the best way to take the beacon back. And then she kind of, like, waves her hand and a table comes up from the ground made out of, like, vines and plants and shit. And so so now you're all standing around this viney table that plants grow into, like, big 3D map, basically. And she points at the center where, like, a flower stalk has grown. And she says, this flower represents where we are now at Gala Mathir. And you kind of look around and you see that you kind of recognize certain landmarks like the break in the river where Knights Pass is and the mountains, but there's other... flowers that have sprung up that you don't know what they mean. And she points them out and she says, these all represent our different beacons that help protect this forest. For thousands of years, this magical network, in conjunction with the magics at the castle at Night's Pass, have kept this region safe from evil magics. And this is the first time in millennia that one of our beacons has fallen and we're all kind of freaking out. And then Genevieve's like, yeah, it wasn't your best friends that are being held captive by disgusting, horrible orcs.
2: Your best friends are being held
0: captive? Yeah, my best friends are being held captive. That's why I'm so fired up and upset. That's why we need to go get them back. Let's do
2: it. Let's get them back, you guys. Of course you would be.
0: Why have we delayed? You look around and you see that there are six beacons.
4: So there were seven.
0: There were seven. And the one, the seventh one you see is like up on like. The, like, higher part of, like, the plants that have grown, the part that, like, represents the mountains in this 3D map, um, there's, like, this wilted flower. Amara points to it, and she says, this is the beacon that fell, the beacon of the rock. It was our northernmost outpost and one of the most important parts of our network because it helps protect the edge of the forest where the forest meets the mountains. We're very concerned what should happen if a second one should fall? We, we honestly have no idea what kind of evil could befall the region if we lost a second. So that's why you're here. We couldn't we couldn't sacrifice any soldiers. This is what I've been trying to explain to Genevieve. We couldn't sacrifice any other soldiers because we can't let another one fall. So now that you're here, Khoirim and Genevieve can take you, and you guys can take the beacon back. Hey
5: Mara, you have nothing to worry about. <laughs> We've we'll, we'll we'll take care of
1: everything.
4: So we go the one that is dead. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: My kingdom had no beacons. We had no protection. I will make sure that your kingdom does not fall. Yeah, Genevieve's like back. this guy. I like this guy. This guy's intense. I like it. Wait, who's
0: hey, back that? off,
1: Genevieve. I. Hey. Uh, uh, Genevieve, I also oh can God. assure you that uh, <laughs> we will we will restore the beacon to its rightful place um, and uh, have celebratory milk afterward.
2: It's <sighs> true. Flag is much more manly than Juno is. You definitely go after Flack. Well, thank you.
4: Yeah, thank you, Marjorie. So, stop taking things away from me, life.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh. oh my gosh, I am not making any promises. Yeah. <laughs> we'll
3: see
4: hey everybody Gressel here
0: with a few quick mid-game announcements and then we're going to get you right back to it thanks for listening to episode 17 of D&D D. be sure to follow us on social media at Pod on twitter and Pod on instagram or email us at dndndpod at gmail.com we got a couple twitter mentions here that i want to talk about before we get back to the adventure uh matt at the bat matt twenty one twelve on Twitter said D D and D Pod is easily one of my favorite podcast experiences I have had. got a late start to it, but just completely enthralled by this tale and these characters. Hats off to James for being an absolutely incredible DM. Hashtag do fun. Hashtag Team Juno. Well thank you, Matt. I appreciate that. And I'm sure that Joel appreciates you being Team Juno. Uh, I also want to thank Elliot on Twitter for being our first cosplay, I think our first cosplay, doing a Zabbis, which is really cool. And I know that Chelsea was really excited about it. So thank you, Elliot, for dressing up like our sweet elf boy. And thanks to everybody who has tweeted about the show or shared fan art about the show or or engaged at all on Twitter or other social media. We really appreciate it. We haven't really advertised the show yet, so all of the growth that we've had has been from word of mouth from people like you. So thank you so much. Uh, We really appreciate it, and if you want to help spread the word about the show, you can tell some friends about it. That's really the best way to do it, either online or in person, and leave a review on the podcast provider of your choice, especially iTunes and Apple Podcasts. That lets people know from people like you who listen and enjoy the show what the show's like. So that would be great if you can do that. That's it for me. We're going to get you right back to it. Thanks, everybody. Do what's fun. Amara is like watching all of this and she's like, okay, uh, anyway, and like waves her <laughs> hand over the map and the map changes. Oh, so cool. It becomes like a closer picture of where the beacon is. And from the ceiling, there's like a small waterfall that comes down that fills up part of the map so that you can see where there's like a lake and a river and a waterfall along the mountains and it looks like wait, the way that the beacon is set up it's high in the mountains and there's a it's on a spire of rock that juts out from like a waterfall so halfway up like a mountain yeah there's a waterfall and in the like lake part of where the waterfall lands there's a huge jet of rock that juts out and the beacon is built on that rock
2: so the beacon itself is a stone structure the beacon
0: itself is this like Big, it's like built into this big rock.
2: Yeah. The beacon itself, though, is like... Within it. So we don't know what the beacon looks you like. You don't is know it what it the light? beacon itself Okay. Like. Cool.
0: It's like a temple that's built into this rock.
2: Okay. Thank you.
0: And when everything is up and working perfectly, the magic kind of emanates from this temple and mixes with the magics from the other ones, and they create this like net of spells that protects the forest.
2: So the beacon, theoretically, would be big enough for us to enter?
0: Right, yeah, it's totally big enough for you to enter. It's like a like a small keep, but it's all natural.
4: We can't zoom in any further on this map.
0: You can't go like inside this of plant it.
4: plant
0: map. <laughs> the plant map that she's creating. Enhance?
4: Yeah, we zoom <laughs> enhance.
0: <laughs> Khoirim now steps forward and explains, the difficult thing about this particular beacon and the thing that makes it so crazy that this is the one that they attacked, there's only really one way in or out, and it's this bridge... That goes from the kind of like mainland out into this island spire. We think that's our only way in or out. And Genevieve is like, there is another way, but I've never been able to figure out where it is. And I've been stationed at the station for 30 years. And we think it's really more of a legend, but we have, you know, records of there being a special door, a special hidden door, but we've never been able to figure out where it is or how to get in. If the orcs did, then that that sucks like that's <laughs> yeah then but, h- how are we supposed to go in through this bridge if they're watching it like we were watching it we don't we can't figure out in all of our intelligence networks we can't figure out how they were able to find this like secret door
3: but
4: i mean if orcs were able to figure it out i mean we can figure it
1: out we will figure it out Am i, right? I we promise we orcs yeah are yeah we will orcs they yeah. are orcs they're a heinous creature Oh, and we okay. We'll make sure that they face justice. They are brutish and nasty, but they do have some intelligence. They may have magics that were able to find this door. But not as much as us, I assure you that we will. What's happening? <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, ti- so it's like, it's time for like a mystery, I feel like. We have to find this- the mystery door, which I'm very excited about.
0: <laughs> so, Coy Room Steps on Means, like, the way that I see it is that we have. Couple different options. We can use the power of the moon, and it's almost a new moon because it was just a full moon. So we could try to sneak in under cover of darkness. <laughs> However, as judo and Flag know, yeah, evidently being mm. they're so good at moon so science. good at orcs, orcs can see in the dark too. So that doesn't seem like a really great idea. So we might have to figure out how to get into this secret door, and for that. We might have to do some investigating into the temple archives here.
4: Yes. We have to read? This is what I want.
2: <laughs>
3: this
4: is I'm what not you being wanted? i Yes. I want to be like a detective.
2: Hold on. You didn't want me to bury my cheese. <laughs> you didn't want us to pet the cow. You wanted to come to this tree and read? Yes. <laughs> yeah. God damn it, Sabas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, what
4: fine! I want a good old fashioned mystery. H- are there books
1: uh, in amount that we could take them with us and not have to sit around and read? Genevieve
0: is like, this is stupid. I think we just need to set out and yeah. take it back by
3: force.
1: Yeah, get hard. Get what? <laughs> We've been working on something. Uh, when we want to go and Coyrim, just be no. bold, we are Coyrim, We are. We get hard. We get hard. Yeah, get hard. She just kind of like looks at you guys okay. yeah i'm sure that's, she's
4: really she's no, no no no
1: but then i get yeah. okay i want to know because i give her a look back that's just like this guy. <laughs> this,
0: this,
1: you know I'm yeah not, she's
0: I'm, not into the whole get hard yeah so.
1: me neither i think it's tough
0: but amara is like i think that the right choice is to continue studying the ancient text to try to figure out more about how these beacons were built. We There's so much we don't know about how they're built and how they work. And maybe there's some knowledge we could unlock as to give us clues how they were able to take it in the first place. This shouldn't have happened. And then Koyram steps up and he's like, it shouldn't have happened, but it did happen. We all got a little bit too soft over our time here. We got complacent and we haven't really had a good battle. And I had to kill some things in the woods with this team. Yeah. 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 And I haven't had to kill in a very long time, and and I forgot what it was to take life. And it really bummed me out. <laughs> Did you snicker in character? Yeah. He, like, shoots you a look, and he's like, hey,
1: life is important, man. It is. Except for orc Except lives. Except for orc lives. <laughs> it can feel really good to take an orc life. Yeah.
0: Like, are you guys like looking at Genevieve, like trying to figure out if she's into this? Let's I am.
1: I'm not. You elves are magical. Is there not some way you could convey us a message if we Magic set out? Magic reading. Yeah, is and, there and, a and way you speed and read? you, yeah speed, speed oh, read, or, or send us something later. Up? Yeah, here's no, your just, choose your own they, adventure they research. moment.
0: research. Genevieve wants to leave now, and she wants to try to take the beacon back by force because she has her team being held, presumably captive. Amara is advocating that you do some research at the temple to try to figure out more about how the beacons work. What do you guys want to do?
5: I want to go fight right now. I want to go right now. I want the orcs. Even though Amara wants... Want something else? Mm -hmm. She's had plenty of time to study this on her own. I'm starting to get a little not uninterested if she's going to be slow like that. Yeah, how much research
4: have you done? so far i
1: said that hoping she didn't hear me <laughs> <laughs> yeah haven't you been alive for millennia or something
4: Lara, can you even oh, read oh. not all elves live for millen i actually don't really know
5: rolling shade yeah uh
4: a while it's a long while. enough i'm
5: 236 yeah. i'm so
4: conflicted you guys uh improviser beth
2: like it's definitely more fun to do the research but like marjorie wouldn't be into that mm.
4: yeah i feel
0: like we can kill anything
4: but yeah, so how long have you have you done any research? Like what? What's up?
0: Um, she <laughs> like tries to like avoid your gaze and is like, "I've been really busy oh. with other archdruid oh, duties." Mm-hmm. And oh, and then Quorum's Mar- like Quorum's like, "It's okay. You can admit it. We've all let things lax. We've had many years of peace here." And this is the first real trial that we've had. And then you're kind of starting to get the sense that no one really, like, for as cool and badass as everybody initially gave off, no one really knows what they're doing. Like, the only one who really has a sense of purpose and, like, real drive and, like, a real sense of what's going on is Genevieve. Yeah. And that Koiram and Amara are really searching for answers. They're not bullshitting. They just don't know how to deal with the situation.
2: Juno asked earlier and didn't get an answer because we all got loud. But is there any way that we can communicate telepathically? Magic communication?
1: You guys got birds that can fly? Anything? You
2: got a bird?
1: And Genevieve
0: says, of course we have birds. And then she turns into a bird.
4: (gasps) Whoa! Whoa! What the fuck is this? Fucking druids. Whoa.
0: Whoa. And then she turns back into herself. Hey, what else can you turn into? I can turn into most animals. I'm a druid. Can you turn into a bunny? This isn't like, this isn't oh. like, I'm not putting on a
2: show. Zabbis. I'm thinking of yeah. plants. You want to sit here and read books, right? Yeah, I what do. What if you just fucking sit here and read books, and the rest of us go solve this problem? And if you get some <laughs> interesting facts, you just set it on the wind with Wait, Genevieve. Why
5: can't we just bring the books with us, and then Zabbis can you like hang out? in the
2: road?
4: I get car sick. Is that's it a you. lot of books? I, I can like, read on the.
5: Yeah, I'll read w- on the road. Why don't she we has bring Zavis. Vehicle handling.
4: That's true. I'm proficient in vehicles, so. Can you drive, I and Can read? drive and read. It's not like you know. I got butter. Now nah, it's not like I'll crash.
5: Yeah, let's do that. Let's all go together, but also bring books.
4: So you want to? You want to? You don't
2: want to commit to one side or the other. You want to split the difference. If we so can, can do
5: both, it? that's called efficiency.
1: I'm a. I'm a. How many books? What. How many books?
0: Well, it's really not a question of, like, it's not like we can go and check out five, but, like, we, we would need to go into, like, the vaults of the temple to try to, like, read ancient texts and stuff. It's oh. is it, we yeah. Like, there might be puzzles and things involved. Truth be told, I haven't been down there in a really long time, so not 100% sure. And she's, like, getting really embarrassed. You, Zavis, can, like, t- you can, uh, like, tell that she, like, feels really bad that all this is coming out in front of Genevieve.
1: I lean over to Genevieve and I say, I see what you're talking about with this one. <laughs> oh. Zavis, can you turn into a bird? Because then you could join us later. No, man. Oh. I can't. <laughs> okay.
4: Um, question. Do you think... I know we asked this. Sorry, I just want to clarify. Could we take books? Is that allowed?
0: Yeah, I mean you could. You okay. could take but it we kinda of be throwing. Go a, a get dart.
4: First. Okay. Here's what I wanna do. I pick off a patch on my robe of stuff. Okay. And it's a sack. And it's I'm hoping it is <laughs> what I think it is. <laughs> <Ooh>.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do it because it's so good.
4: Oh, I'm so excited.
0: I am gonna roll.
4: Okay. Okay.
0: Roll what's fun. Okay.
3: Oh
4: man.
0: You take the sack patch off your robe, and it immediately produces a very ornate woven sack with a like leather drawstring, mm-hmm. tipped with little jewel baubles.
4: I'm very excited about this. Mm-hmm. Do I know what this is? Do I have to?
0: You can either try it or you can roll to see what it is.
4: What is it, Zabus? What's your great what? big plan? It just
0: looks like a sack. You have an inkling, you, because you clearly have an inkling. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Could I assist in testing what it is?
4: Yeah. <laughs> hop in, buddy. All right. I open it up as far, which is like not that far. I'm guessing it's. I hop back. in the sack. Well, roll, wait, oh, wait roll shit. an acrobatics check. Oh, just in no.
0: case, Because I want to see if you embarrass yourself in front of your girl. Oh wow, wait!
1: wait. <laughs> acrobatics. Yeah. Uh, 13.
0: Okay, 13 will do it. You jump at the sack. The opening magically expands to accommodate his size and then completely engulfs him, momentarily f- expanding to flax size and then rapidly shrinking back down to the size that
1: it was. Wow. Where'd he go? Oh, I guess Flax's dead. Never mind.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I
4: open it up. Can you, can you hear me?
1: I hear her. He here,
4: can I yeah, hear him?
0: Yeah, you're okay. So Flack, Sweet, you're you're, you're in like? like you're in like a giant formless void. Okay, but it's like spacey. You can see like shooting stars and galaxies and oh, shit. Wait,
3: hey, hey,
4: is it cool in there? It's it's awesome. Oh, you're, and you're uh, like
0: floating and
1: it's awesome down here. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Okay. We should
1: hang out in here, honestly.
4: Yeah, but do you think you can get back out? We didn't think about that uh, part. Yeah,
0: and I jump up and reach up. At the opening? Yeah. There's like nothing for you to push off of. You just float swim. Okay. Can you pull Zavis, him out? Zabus, can you get
4: him out? Um, uh, Yeah, I reach my arm in. Okay, when
0: Zabus oh, reaches no. his arm in, it's like a giant arm.
4: Whoa. <laughs> what well, are you oh, reacting? Crazy. You can't see
0: it. I just think it's cool. And uh Flack, you can like reach out and touch it's like huge. It's like the size of like a tree. Like a normal size
4: tree. <laughs> <laughs> guys, uh, like a big tree, kind of tree or like a <laughs> okay.
0: I grab onto it. You I feel pull. him grab all right. So Come as on. as Abbas <laughs> pulls his arm out of the bag, Flack like stretches and then returns to normal size.
4: Was that cool? Oh. That
0: was
1: super oh. cool.
4: Yeah. What? So
0: can somebody
5: explain to me what's going on?
4: It's a Bag of holding. Wait, does this mean that we could put all the books in this yes, bag? That was my the thinking. Books in
0: the bag,
5: is
4: we just like oh. supermarket sweep the library <laughs> and just like dump <laughs> books into the bag?
0: Genevieve like elbows Coramant. She's like, the
4: fuck? Yes. Like, who
0: did you bring me?
1: Bag is so cool. It is. Cool. If we wanted to spring a trap, who could we use that could approach? Yeah, that was my thought. I'm not I saying guess. we should go back to Nights Past, but there's a half orc there we've met,
4: Pete. Oh.
1: What? Borst.
4: Oh, the shopkeep.
1: Oh, that's a long way. That's ways really away. far. Did you capture any? Genevieve
0: just looks at you and she's like, Yeah, I captured a bunch of orcs and I've been keeping them here for, for just. and haven't said anything about it. Yeah,
1: don't be stupid, Juno. Obviously, you kill orcs, they're <laughs> evil. You ever killed an orc? Flack? Yes. Oh, what was it like? It was great. I dream of it every night when I go to sleep. You've never mentioned it. I try not to boast, Juno.
5: Juno, you're going to freak everybody out. Yeah. Yeah, Juno, you're freaking everybody out. (laughs) Get get back to the plan.
0: Alright, enough, says Genevieve. We need to leave. If we're going to leave, we need to leave. This bag of holding plan, the the library in the bag plan, yeah, (laughs) it just might work. Yeah! There we go. Yay! But the time is now. Uh,
5: agreed. Let's do it. Round up oh, your library. librarians. Let's grab the li- yeah, let's grab the books.
4: I am feeling like better.
0: Bag. Amara motions to Zabas, and she says, you come with me down into the vaults and we'll pick out some books. Okay. And then <laughs> ask her if she's single.
4: I'm not going to ask her.
0: <laughs> Genevieve's like, the rest of us, we can go check out the armory and gear up and get ready to go. Ooh. Oh, Yeah kick some ass
2: oh yeah
0: d d is executive produced, written, and edited by me, James Gressel. Co-produced and additional mixing by Joel Arnold. Our original music is by Jeremy Nassato. Hear more of Jeremy's music at jeremynasato.com. d and d is performed by James A. Janisse, Chelsea Rebecca, Beth Radloff, Mike Cygan, and Joel Arnold. Next time on d d and d So you guys are following her through the hallways of the temple. Uh, everything's kind of covered in vines. And... Instead of, like, torches in the walls, there's these, like, bioluminescent flowers that glow. I I pick one,
1: and I'm like, hey, Genevieve, this is for you. I got this for you.
0: All right, as you pick it and you give it to her, the, like, light drains out of it and it dies immediately.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She picks it up, and she's like, oh, thanks. A metaphor
3: for the fleetingness of life. That speaks to me.